Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Vicki Button. She is a clairvoyant medium. She's also a near-death experiencer. And guys, guess what? I didn't find her on TikTok. I found her on the Jeff Mara show. So Vicki, welcome to the show. Hi, Leslie. Thank you for having me. I tell you, you mesmerized me in a way that, uh, and I've had other near-death experiencers on my show, but you were led to the, uh, what was it, the Room of Knowledge. Room uh, of Knowledge, yes, that's uh, right. And I was like, ask her this, ask her that. And I was like, I'm just going to contact her and see if she'll talk to me. And you said yes. So can you kind of bring us back to the day that it happened? And then we'll just kind of go from there. Sure. So, well, all my life I've been connecting with spirit. I've been I sort of feel like I'm a bit on this side of things, connecting to the other side. And I actually always wanted to have a near-death experience so that I could understand it from the other perspective. Sure. But nothing ever happened. And then this particular – I had been not, not feeling well for a little while, like with rat, bad sinuses. I actually had all the symptoms of COVID, but I never had COVID. Okay. I had tests for COVID, but I didn't have it, but I had the symptoms. And then I started thinking maybe I'm picking up because I'm such a sensitive to energy. Maybe I'm picking up other people's symptoms. Oh, so, yeah, yeah this sense. particular day I had a headache and I don't take medicine very, very, very rarely. And if I do, I just take a Panadol, which is like a paracetamol. But this particular day, I took a disprin, which is, I think you call it aspirin over there. Uh-huh. It's like a little dissolvable tablet. And without knowing, I went into an anaphylactic reaction. Oh, no. And I stopped breathing. Oh, my God. And that's what led me to my son rang an ambulance and I ended up in emergency in hospital. And I don't recall going off in the ambulance. I don't recall being in hospital. I was going off on another adventure altogether. Oh, my God. I know. So yeah, that's where it gets kind of crazy for you. And when I heard your story, I have to tell you, it it blew me away. And I, I was like, my listeners, they love these near-death experience stories, because if nothing else, everybody has very different ones, but they all kind of have a connection and they all kind of have some of the same elements. So tell me what happened. Um, you were in the same room and I, I remember you saying you were just looking at the doctor treating you and you knew everything about him. I knew I could see my body over on the bed. Like I I was just, it's the weirdest feeling because you don't feel you're dead, but you're not over there in your body either. So I was right next to the doctor and I knew everything about him. I knew he was married. I knew he had children. I knew why he became a doctor. It was kind of like tapping into the whole entire knowledge of that person. Wow without ever having have met them in real life. I have to ask you, though, Vicky, is that why they say we're all one? I've heard so many yes. people say we're all connected. Absolutely. We're all one. I knew everybody. Like, I just knew them. Wow. And it makes a lot of sense, too, when you, when you know when you meet somebody in life and you feel like you just know them, you feel like you've had a connection yes. with them, you've had a past life with them or something, you just know them. Yes. It's, yeah, you do know them. And, and that's the thing, because, you know, God, whoever creates us, I'm sure it's God, he gives us this lovely thing called amnesia. So none of us really know what's going on. And so it's such a fascination. But, you, you know, when you finally do leave your body and you you know die from the body, but not necessarily the soul dies, you go, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that 
It's, I have found it really quite difficult to explain to people what it actually feels like. Okay. It's like one of those things you don't, you can't explain it until you do it. Yeah. It's like someone who jumps out of a plane, you know, and they, with a parachute and they, and they have that experience of falling. You can say to someone, this is what it felt like, but unless you do it, you don't really understand what it feels like. That's what leaving your body after death is like. You can, Unless you actually go through it, it's very hard to explain that feeling. Yeah, because it's like, and I'm paraphrasing this because, you know, I listened to the hour and however long it was podcast you did with Jeff. But I mean, what you said was, you know, you felt like you, you felt just just like yourself and you knew, but it was okay. And you knew that you were probably not in your body, but death didn't bother you. It never has while I've been alive either because... I've constantly been connecting with souls, like when I do readings. The information they give me, it's like, well, I have to be connecting to them because I couldn't know that, you know? Right, wow. So I didn't have a fear. You know, I think a lot of us, it's not actually a fear of death. It's a fear of leaving people here. We think we're going to leave people here on earth and we're also going to cause them grief. And we don't want to cause people grief. So, you know, if you're going to die, your family are going to be upset. And that's what I think the fear is, that we don't want them to be upset. Right. That's the thing, though. And also just the fear of the unknown, because, yes, I believe you and I believe every other near-death experiencer that I've talked to. But there's still a little bit of fear, like, okay, uh, does it is it really true? I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It's Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely, I can like 100% guarantee that <laughs> our consciousness does not die. Yeah, and see, that's what's so cool. I, I love that part of it. And I know that we really can't comprehend that because I know, you know, we're all connected and all of those things. And I've talked to people in depth about this. But let me ask you this, though. So you're, you're out of your body, you know, everything about your doctor. So who is helping you? Is it a guide? Is it an angel? Who is this light being that's helping you? No, I knew that it was a male energy. And I knew he was someone I had to follow. Okay. But I didn't feel like I knew him. But I was I totally trusted him. Totally trusted him. So he was leading me down a passageway. Now, I know a lot of other people have seen a tunnel with light. I never saw that. I just felt like I was walking down a hallway, like a a long, narrow hallway. Okay. And on the way to following this spirit energy, he was in front of me. I was looking at his back. Mm -hmm. And then I turned and I saw my mum, who had passed away five years ago, She did not come to me as a looking like mum did when she was alive. She was like a ball of energy, but I knew it was mum. Isn't that crazy? Okay, but you knew it was her. Okay, yeah. Absolutely knew it was her, and and I could just like I could just feel that was my mum. There was not not a doubt in my mind that was my mum's energy. And then behind her were all these other energies, and I knew exactly who they all were. Do you think you look to them like they look to you? Meaning, were you a, a ball of light at that point as well? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, because what I have sort of learned from this is we communicate via like a frequency. Okay. So when you have a thought and say you're thinking of a relative that's passed away and you have a happy thought about them, a funny memory, mm-hmm. when you think about something like that, your body releases a frequency. It's like it comes out of your aura. It's like an energy. And they respond to that. So they are picking up what you are thinking. Okay. 
Wow. Okay. It's like it's like frequency sound waves connecting all the time. Right. I talked to another near death experiencer, Dr. Mary Helen Hensley, and she does frequency healing. Um, and she's in Ireland. So I totally believe in that too. So I can see why that would all kind of be the same. I was communicating with those that had passed through this frequency. It's kind of like a telepathy thing. We don't have to talk because you don't have a physical mouth. Right. You're sending messages and receiving messages on this telepathic type level. Wow. Let me ask you this. Did you feel like you were on the same dimension as your body was? Or is it just a little higher? Is it just to the left? Or, did, you know, what? what is it? Where is it? Um, that's a really good question because I haven't actually thought about where I yeah. felt I was in the dimension. I actually, I felt like I was right there still. Okay. Because like, I remember when I had gone all through this experience and I'd woken up in hospital, some of the first things I kept telling my family was, we don't die, we're right here. Yes. We don't die, we're right here. It's like we're just here still, right. but we just can't be seen. And, it's and, kind of yeah. like being invisible but still being here. It's it's the weirdest feeling. That's why I find it really hard to kind of explain sure, it. Sure, Yeah, and, you know, uh, my, my listeners know that my mother passed about four years ago and she kind of believed in all the things that I believe in. And she said, uh, we had this agreement, it, whoever goes first, let's just let each other know. And yeah. I, I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna start talking to her. If, if this all is true and she can hear me, I'm just gonna, at night when I'm nice and rested, I'm in bed, I'm closing my eyes, my husband's probably snoring next to me. I'm just gonna talk to her. And I did it night after night after night after night. And finally, I didn't have to make up the words in my head because I knew I was just saying them. But then they kind of just started coming. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my mom. Yeah. And now it's just I can do it right now. And I'll say, hey, mom, how you doing? And at the time when I first started doing it, I said, what do you do up there? And she's like, well, I'm a greeter. It's like I have a party every day. <laughs> that's what she said to me. And that is so her. Oh, I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. She goes, she greets everybody. You know, she she's the welcome wagon. And I and I do yeah. believe they have jobs up there. Do you think that's true? Yes. And I had a I had a lady that was coming to my house one day and her dad's spirit was in my hallway yeah. and he was so excited that she was coming to my house because he'd been trying to get messages to her and she wasn't hearing them. And I could feel her dad standing next to me going, it was like a little kid coming, she's coming, she's nearly here. And, <laughs> and the next minute her car pulled up. And she came inside and I said, oh, thank goodness you're here. Your dad's been here for ages <laughs> waiting for you. That he was. Is... He just wanted to, He wanted me to just give her some words that right. she wasn't hearing. Yeah. Right. Let me ask you this. So tell me what the light being was doing. So they're guiding you down a hallway. So kind of go from there. I knew. So I wanted to stop and talk with my mum and he wouldn't let me. It was kind of like, no, you don't have enough time. You have to come with me. Okay. And then we went into this room, which all I can describe is a feeling of it being ancient. Okay. Like very, very old. There was books there, but there was this, you could be in the room and have this knowing. It's kind of like they could download information into my mind so I could retain it for later. I don't need to use all of that information they gave me right away. So it's not like I came out of all this and went, oh, I've got all this information. I'm slowly either tapping into it to myself or it's slowly being fed into my conscious mind where I can recall it. Right. And, th- and that makes sense, though, because if you think about it, if we knew everything, what would be the purpose, right? I mean, you have to learn as you go along. Confused, too. <laughs> 
hey, at my age, I get confused about what I ate for dinner last night, let alone <laughs> process things. Yeah. But okay, so so this was the room of knowledge. So tell me, yes. so it was just a, a like a Grecian kind of place, like a Greek building, or what kind of? I saw it more. I, I saw a lot of blue light. It was if you could kind of imagine walking to, into a room that was full of like a misty cloud, but it was all blue. Okay. And then I, around the edges, I could see books, like as high as you could see, there was books. Well, I remember you saying you could just look at a book and know what it said and every single word in it. Yes, you could look at a book and look at the cover and knew everything that was in it without reading wow. it. It was like a download. Yes. So what do you think the purpose of that was for you? I mean, I know you needed to have some information, but just to tap into it when you needed it, or why do you think you were taken there? Yeah, I think I, well, there's a couple of reasons why I feel like the whole thing happened was I had also got myself very uh, like worn out and run down from constantly he- doing healings on people and doing readings and not filling up my own cup. Okay. So I had my own energy was a bit out of alignment and I may have had a perception in my mind of what I thought was fact, and they were correcting that. So I am now moving into more of an area of doing teaching. And because I'm going into the area of teaching, I have to be sure of what I'm teaching. Okay. Whereas before, I didn't have that. Maybe I was getting something wrong or my perception was, you know, like not getting it right or something like that. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. So, well, that makes sense. When you do readings, and I know we'll get into that in a little bit, it does. It draws a lot. Even when I talk to my mom, and this sounds really crazy, I'm even talking about this. I don't talk to her very long because it's exhausting for me. Yes. It's very, very draining on your energy. Very. Yes. You know, and, and I think the longest I talk to her is about four or five minutes. And then after that, I'm like, okay, mom, I'm, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> and yeah, she yeah. totally gets it. And it's so funny yeah. because there is, and this is the vibe I get from her. No judgment. Um, none at all, because I didn't have the best childhood. It was, well, I'm not going to get into that. It wasn't the best childhood and it wasn't all her fault, but some of it was. And I asked her, is it okay if I talk about it? She goes, Absolutely. And before, when she was my mother in human form, in in her body, uh, no, you don't talk about any of this. You do not talk about private things. She was born of the silent generation. They don't talk, and that's truly how they were. And she can now see how she was afraid to be vulnerable in front of you because of a fear of, when she was alive, a fear of how you would judge her. Yeah. All right. Because now I'm like, well, mom, I kind of said some, some things. And, and she said, I remember her going, it was your truth. If it's your truth yes. and how you felt about it, then I have no judgment. And it was so yes. funny. And I wrote books about this. And this is so weird that I even talk about this because this is not about me. But let me just tell you something really fast. I wrote a book about um, a series called Graveyard Watchmen. And it is about angels and demons. And the angels, when something bad would happen, they would go to the council. And, and they would never punish them because they were already punishing themselves from all the guilt from whatever happened and things, you know, somebody had to die or whatever. But they would go and guide them and say, how did that make you feel? What do you think you need to do? What did you learn? And it's almost like I was tapping into how I think the other side is. Yes, yes. We feel when we have hurt somebody else in life, there is a diff- we can correct it while we're here on earth. So if I hurt somebody with you know, insulted them and I hurt their feelings. And if I apologize and like from my heart, really apologize, I can clear that while I'm here. But if I don't do that 
and I die, I am then asked to review what that situation and, and why didn't I fix it while I was here? Right. Because it's also showing you what your own fears are as well as why did you find it so hard to be vulnerable in front of somebody else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So so when you were in the, the room of knowledge, how long how long do you think you were there? I mean, were you there a long time? No <laughs> idea. Yeah. Well, there did- is no time over there. No, it's the same as when I do a reading, all right, I'll sit here and I connect in with a person and I start typing because mine's all automatic writing or automatic typing as I call it. Oh, okay, okay. And I type and, and I have absolutely no idea of the time. And then all of a sudden I just get... That's it. That's the only amount of information you're going to get. And then it's gone. My connection is gone. And then I look at the time and I've been, sometimes I've been sitting there for 40 minutes. Sometimes I've been sitting there for an hour. Sometimes I've been there for 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you know, it's so funny because, you know, we're so linear here that we can't, we, our, our concept of it is just not, but it's there for a reason for us because we're not in spirit. But when you were there, in, what else happened after that? That light being when you left the, you know, room of knowledge, what happened after yeah. that? Um, I came back to, with the spirit was still with me and we came back down the passageway and while I was walking down the passageway it was at that moment that I could feel the emotions of I have five sons Mm -hmm. and I could feel all their thoughts and all their emotions at exactly the same time it's not like on earth you think of one particular family member and then you think of the next one I could feel all five of them at exactly the same time I knew what they were thinking I knew what they were feeling and I and I knew stuff about them that I don't had not known. <laughs> alive. You, you found out all the stuff they did in the field when they got in the kegs. You know, I'm kidding. Um, you know, at high school. No. So did that bother you? Did it? Did you understand? No, because, no, because as a as a mother uh, alive, if I've explained it like this, if one of my sons comes home and says oh, look, mum, I've got this problem. What do you think? You know, if he's got a relationship problem or something, we sit down and we talk about it. And I tend to try to fix things for them because that's my loving motherly nature. That's what we do. But, Yeah. yeah, when you have passed, I could see everything that was happening in their life, but I had no need to fix it because it's like I know where this is teaching them and I know where this is taking them and I'm allowing them to go that way without trying to control anything. Gotcha. Because, you know, we're all here for a different reason. And I do think we decide to come. And I do think we we have contracts with yes. people. I really do that. Yes. I think we that. certainly do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so you didn't want to mess up that contract. You you understood. You had no judgment. Because yes. you're in spirit form. You're not in your body. Even though you're still you, it's almost like you truly do transform into that spirit immediately. And all of a sudden, that ego's gone. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly right. Wow. Okay. Exactly right. Wow. All right. So, so you're back and you could feel everything your son's to the room and my body was, and I could, and I then ended up floating just above my body. I wasn't fully in it. Mm. I was above it. Um, I could see the doc, the physical doctors and nurses putting tubes in and whatever they were trying to get my, my breathing working. And I could also see spirit energies working with them. So they were working together and the spirit energies could see the doctors and nurses, but the doctors and nurses couldn't see the spirit energies. 
Well, which is life, which is exactly what we're talking about. Nobody can see this. You're the only, yeah. only one that can see it. So when you came back into your body, I remember you saying, did you see the light? Did you see all the colors to the nurses? And they're like, well, yeah. Yeah, before I went down into my body, I saw four screens one on my left, one on my right, one in front of me, one behind me, and they were kind of like television screens sort of shape. And they were sending colours from the screens into my body and it was lining up with the chakra points in your body. So there was the reds and the yellows and orange and green and and the vividness. The vividness is like 2,000 times more vivid than what you can see with your physical eyes. Wow. And the colours are frequency. So they lined up my body like I felt like they were realigning me. I felt like I had maybe got out of alignment with my chakras. So they lined me. I felt it all lining up. It was like I could see it all, just all the dots lining up. And then I heard a voice say, she can go back now. Oh, wow. And that's when I felt myself back in my body. And then I heard a nurse calling my name. So she was calling out, Vicky, Vicky, and I opened my eyes and I said, oh, did you see the colours? <laughs> she said, no, what colour? I said, oh, you should see the colours. They are just so beautiful. Can I go back to the colours? I want to go back there. <laughs> And she's like, I that have no idea yeah, what you're talking about. And I do remember there was a time for about two weeks after that you were really a, a little depressed after this. Oh, I just, I remember like after I'd seen the colors and everything and then I, I realized where I was, you know, I realized oh, I'm in a hospital and then I looked across and one of my sons was there. And then my thought was, oh no, I'm not back here again. I was so upset that I had come back here. Even though, and it's, it's so weird because you would think, oh, I would be so happy, you know, to see my sons again and sure. see all my friends and see all my family. But I didn't feel that because I knew when I had died, I never went away from them. Right. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So that's why I had, like, I just thought, oh, no, I'm back here again with all these egos and all these yeah. trouble that we have on <laughs> earth. It's just such a mess here, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So when you can go into that place of peace and love and you come back here, you, I can totally understand why some people are in that transition where they're either going to stay on the other side or they're going to come back and then they choose to stay. I totally understand why they do. Right. Well, okay, well, because I do know that you're a clairvoyant medium or psychic, however you want to say it, yeah. I, I ask all the people that have abilities what they think of ghosts and what they think of spirit and what they think of angels and all the things. And that's a lot to pack in. So can you give me your ideas on those things? Yep. I have learned so much over the years. And when I was younger and I was doing this, I used to think, I used to think that they were, when somebody died, they looked exactly the same as they did on earth. And they could show themselves to you at at an age what they really loved. When, like, because sometimes they'll say, "Oh, you know, my my mum died when she was sixty-five, but she came to me when she looked like she was 30. Right? You've heard of people say yes. things like that. So I feel like they can transform themselves into a time that they absolutely loved being here. So what I sort of feel like now is we leave an imprint of our energy. So if you yourself have lived in 1886. Mm-hmm. Your soul was in a body in 1886 and you, you've retained all the information from that lifetime. 
And then if you choose to come back again into 1972 or whatever, how can somebody tap into that person from 1886 if they're now living? So you leave an imprint of that existence. Well, I feel like a really good medium is picking up the energy of what that you're going into the imprint and you're picking up the energy of what that person was all about while they were on earth. So do you think that, and I lost my train of thought because that's just so profound. Wow. Okay. (laughs) said about ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing is too, with ghosts, I think some just don't know they're dead because I think it's a trauma thing where, and I say that I may be wrong, but then I also think some don't want to go into the light because they're afraid of retribution or whatever. And, and I also think that some just like visiting and they just liked where their house was. And they liked that Norman Rockwell kind of feeling of, oh, I'm here and this is so nice. And it was so great at Christmas time and all the things. Yeah. So but are they actually there or is it their imprint that they've left there? Right. And that's the thing. And it's hard to know. And, and it's one of those things. Well, okay, well, let me ask you this. What do you think about things that aren't so good, like the uh, more malevolent kind of situations? What do you think of those things? Type thing. Yes. Um, I have never experienced them. Okay. I, I've had one thing where uh, a woman, well, sorry, I've had two things where one was when I had something laying on top of me, which they call sleep paralysis. But I swear there was something laying on top of me holding me down. And if you speak to anybody that's had that experience, they all say it feels like something evil and every single person instinctively calls out to Jesus or God to get rid of it. Now, my thing is, well, if that's sleep paralysis, people wouldn't be calling out to Jesus or God. That's true. So I don't know why is that. That happened to me once and I thought, was that a warning for me to not be very protected when I do this work and not dabble in areas I shouldn't be dabbling in? Right, because you do open yourself up. You know, you open yourself you up. Do. You're right. You can channel. Yeah. You better have a big supply of sage right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so since that particular time, I haven't experienced it, but I was once taken, I was doing a meditation class with this lady and during the meditation, she took us to normally every single meditation we would do, we would go higher and leave our body, go higher up, you know, go safely to a place where we could experience lessons. But this particular time she took us down. She said, you're going down lower to a very, very low vibration and you had to walk along this bridge and do not get off the bridge you are protected. You've got to stay on the bridge, but you can look over the sides. And I experienced souls there that were screaming and really? um, they were just full of fear. And yeah. I mean, do you think that's just a, a lower frequency? I, I don't even know if I believe in hell. I think it's more of a, we have different levels maybe up there. Is that right? It, 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 she never explained that we were going through hell. She just said we're going to a very, very low frequency. And why do you think you went there? It was, they were there and they were screaming. They were like souls in pain. Why do you think, why do you think she took you there? Um, So that we realized that it's not all just good stuff. You know, we have to be very aware to be protected doing this kind of work. I see. I see. Because I'm thinking a lot of that just sounds like it's depression. It's addiction. It's it's violence. It's those kinds of souls yeah. down there that, that have that lower frequency 
that haven't learned to to lighten up, if, if for lack of a better word. Yeah. See, if, if you were somebody that uh, like did a mass killing or something and killed a lot of people, right? And if you have to suffer the pain of what you caused, that would hold them in such a low frequency for a very long time, wouldn't it? Oh, that's such a good point. Because I always wondered, because honestly, I know that even the most evil people, they still go where we would all go. But I think there are different levels, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. I I don't know how I know. I just know it. And I don't even know how I know that. With you when you came to, when you were born, you brought this knowledge with you. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. At least I, at least I'm not crazy, right? (laughs) No, you're not crazy. That's what everyone, like, I love it when people write to me, they go, oh, you're going to think this is crazy. And I'm like, no, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> well, there are a lot of people that are bound here by their their beliefs. And I and I totally understand yes. people's religions. And I and I, I know people are, are very strong-minded uh, when it comes to those things. And, and they, they deserve all the respect for me that I can give them because I have no problem with that. Although I do think that there are people that um, use it maybe in a way that is not helpful and yeah. not helpful for anyone's growth. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, and that sometimes I think that makes those people in the lower frequencies, they may end up there as well because they're, they're just not out of their, you have to have an open mind with this kind of stuff. You can't just yeah. be in a small box. Yep. Yeah. There is so much that we just don't know. Right. And you were there and you still don't know. Do you think yeah. you're, yeah. Do you think your gifts are more powerful now that you've, that you've oh, gone through this? Constantly day to day, I'm getting this stuff, like I'm, I'm recalling it and it's like, oh wow. Yeah. I, I'm asking myself questions, wow. you know, like, so what is this and what is that? And then I get instantly get the answer. Wow. I, and that's that's what's so cool. And just like what you just said with me, you may not have known the answer, but you said because you brought it with you. Yeah. And I don't even know if you knew that until you just said it to me. Yeah, because people are, we're all born with that knowledge, and and we start to lose it around about the age of eleven. If we kind, if it depends on our childhood, and depends if we're if we've been sort of had a really struggled childhood and we haven't felt loved, <clears throat> we tend to live more from the ego then as a way to protect ourselves. Right. And so a lot of kids tend to lose that natural ability, but it's still there. And then I always find this, the people that are born with the natural ability, they've stayed awake their whole entire life, never got off that path. They bring knowledge with them that's from source. But when you have somebody that's lived up until the age of 45 and then they have a near-death experience and when they come out of that, they have a, an awareness and, a, and an awakening where they tap back into, oh, yes, I remember all that now. And then they, they become a psychic or they become a healer. They also have had 40 years of programming. Yes. And they quite often, you can hear it, I hear it in their voice, they put in their beliefs still, their own perception. Mm. And it's not actually what is like from when you're born with it. It's just a bit of a difference there. Now you said when you're talking about your your guides and your angels, I remember you saying they change along with how you evolve. Yes, that is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I've had I've had heaps of different. Really, I even stacked one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I had one that came into my life about six years ago, and it was a female, and I felt like she was doing nothing to guide me. They're not there to make us change or anything. They're there to guide. 
And I, I really felt like she wasn't doing anything to guide me. And I asked for another one. I said, can I, can I swap? Could you go away and can I have another guide? And she did. She went away and I got another one. Well, do you think they're here to learn from us as well? She was. Okay. All right. Well, and you know what? But it's funny because maybe, you know, obviously whoever knew that was going to happen. So they were like, okay, you've done your time. The jig's up. Now it's time for you to go because now you're just making her mad and you're not helping her. And I know, I know when they give me a message, I know when it's them giving me words and when it's me, because when they give me something, the one I've got with me at the moment, he is just so knowledgeable with words and he will give me words and I'm like, oh, wow, that definitely wasn't me because I couldn't come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's kind of what, what happens with my mom. I'm like, I could not have come up with some of the things that I, that I say. So to myself anyway, and at first I thought it was just me, but I totally understand that part of it, which is so weird because I never knew I had, I guess everybody has the ability. If you just try to tap into it a little bit, I don't think everybody's psychic or clairvoyant or all that, but I do think that we all have the ability to talk to our loved ones if we desire it. Yes. I saw a man, I was driving along years ago and I had to drive past a cemetery and I saw a a man kneeling down at a grave and putting like arranging the flowers and tidying it up and I could see his wife's spirit standing right behind him with her hand on his shoulder. Aww. You know, my instant thought was I really should stop and go over there and say, She's right there next to you. Um, but then I thought, no, that's not my that's not my role. I don't have to interfere in that. Just if he believes that she's at the cemetery, and that's his place where he feels like he has to connect with her, then who am I to you know disrupt that thought for him? So, but she was right there with her hand on his shoulder, and he was kneeling down and fixing up her flowers. Well, and we're so bound to the physical aspect of it. It has to. She has to be here because physically her tombstone is here, and physically we. I put flowers here, and and of course she is there because she's just following him. I mean, she's with him, you know, at home when he's laying on the couch or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, they think that they're there, or or people get frightened that people get stuck. I get a lot of questions where people say to me, "Are they okay?" on the other side. I'm like, oh, they are in the most beautiful, loving place ever. I'd be asking more, are you okay here? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) To me, that's just a beautiful thing. And maybe he really did think she was there. Maybe he felt her and we just didn't know. You know, maybe, maybe he actually did feel her. That was his his thing. And, and I'm not ever going to interfere in how somebody else wants to you know, if they believe that somebody's at the cemetery and that's the only way that they can connect with them, that's fine. Right. It, however it works for them is their yeah. right is their truth, I guess, is really the yes, best way to yes. put it. Yeah. So after all of this, are you able to teach people? I know uh, you have a website. Are you able to talk to people or teach people how to do some of the things you do? Or how, what do you do for people with your... with your? Yeah, I've just reinvented my website recently. And have introduced an area which I'm calling the members area. And so far I've put videos on there of how I have learnt to, because spirit doesn't always just give you a direct message because it's got to be quick and short. So they give you like, they give you clues. Mm. And so I'm teaching how to decipher those clues. I'm teaching how to read auras. Uh, I've got meditations on there because I believe a lot of your work, if you're going to go down this path to be more centered and more aware yourself, you have to do a lot of your own clearing of the past 
you know, your shadow work. You have to do that. And, we're, and we do it all the time. Like I've been, in my 20s, I started meditating and clearing energy and I'm 59 and I'm still clearing it. I still, occasionally something will come up and I'm like, oh, I better deal with that. But do you think that's karma though, Vicky? I mean, do you think that's something carried through from another lifetime or do you think it's just a trauma from this one? I think it's a trauma from this one that I didn't feel like I was emotionally mature enough to deal with at the time. Yeah. So you have these classes. Can anyone sign up? Because I know that you're in Australia, which is so beautiful. And I'm, in I'm doing anyone. If they sign up, I do charge $25 a month, which is Australian dollars. Okay. And they can cancel any time. There's no, you don't have to stay on there if you don't find it what you're looking for. You can access the videos anytime. I'm constantly putting new videos up, which are like tutorials. And then I'm organizing Zoom meetings where people can join and and speak to me on the Zoom and say, look, I'm trying to develop this side of my intuition, but I'm struggling and we can talk about it and I can offer what I've learned. And That sounds great because the thing is, if you have someone that knows what they're doing and has been honestly to the other side, that's to me, that's kind of a cherry on the top thing where you've got extra knowledge that maybe someone who is still very gifted doesn't have so that to me that's a that's a bigger situation for me anyway i know but i feel so blessed i had that yes yes yeah. you were saying it you felt so blessed just being able to go into the room of knowledge yeah i i came back and i was like i was the happiest person you could ever see walking around thinking i died i was so happy about that <laughs> And, you know, my kids and my dad and that were like, you're strange. You're like, they would have all been in fear. I said, no, I wanted that because I wanted to line it up with what I was learning from this side to go over there and feel like what it is over that side. You know, so tell my listeners how they can find you on social media and anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, well, I'm on YouTube as as Vicky Button Psychic, so I'm quite often loading up some videos on there just I talk on so many things because I do drawing like I I will sit down and and ask a spirit to come through me and I'll draw their face and then I quite often someone will I'll just get an instinct to give it to someone and they're like oh my goodness that's my auntie I drew her face Wow. so I'll do that then I do readings where I connect with people's loved ones Mm -hmm. Um, but I talk about that kind of stuff on YouTube And I talk about experiences that I've had and stories, just share them. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all under Vicky Button Psychic. And then my website is www.vickybuttonpsychic.com. I will add all of your information on my show notes because, guys, I, I may have to have Vicky back because I didn't even get to scratch the surface, I think. Or I think I just scratched the surface, but she has been amazing. And, you know, I know she's got to go. And But, Vicky, you have been so insightful. And thank you for coming on my show. I, you know, saying yes right away, hopefully you did your due diligence and checked me out, too. I'm sure you did. I don't know if it's a vibe you get or you just checked me out. I don't know. But thank you for saying yes. Cause... I just felt like, yes, the good vibe. I definitely need to speak with this lady. Oh, well, thank you, because you have been a delight. And I cannot wait for my listeners to hear your story. And guess what? I think you're going to be my Halloween episode. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that is coming up, isn't it? It's coming up. I know. So I'm going to I'm going to have a bonus episode for Halloween. So I'm going to put you on that. So uh, guys, October 31st, you're going to hear her on my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. I've absolutely loved it. 
Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.